I'm so weak. Y'all, we've been sitting here talking about bills and life and she podcast for the past like 20 minutes that <laughs> we're finally here recording today's new episode. Hello everyone. I'm Alana. I'm Samra and welcome back to She Well Read. Yes. Uh welcome back to the shenanigans, the the she shenanigans, the she shenanigans. I love that. <laughs> I love that actually. I love that too. Um, and side note: being a homeowner sometimes is ghetto. I would just like to put that out there. I would just like to put out there that being a renter is even more ghetto, <laughs> and I win this battle every time. <laughs> Not the, because last time it was the oppression Olympics <laughs> that we were talking about. What would this be? Um, the adult Olympics? Yeah, I, I guess in a sense. <laughs> I'm so weak. Yeah, y'all, I got a bill today for my trash and recycling. And apparently they switched companies. And Ooh. so, like, my bill just doubled. And I'm tripled. To do, tripled, basically. And I'm trying to decide if I'm going to keep my recycling. And Samra has a conspiracy theory that recycling isn't real. So we'll see what we research. Yeah, guys. I'm pretty sure they just ship it to the same place that they ship all the trash to. We'll let you know. We'll do some uh, further research. Coco, that's my book. And Coco has also joined us today. Yes, my cat is is here it's um it's like a cat cat club (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's pretty quiet now though i mean she's a she is the quiet one you sometimes unless she's in heat different story no 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 scar that's oh the scar who when she's in heat she acts like that i mean yeah but she's just always been like super feisty but yeah when she was in heat that was different but then you know we got her fixed so Mm. but i still feel like once a month she has her like moment just like we all do i was about to say don't we all (laughs) yes (laughs) both my cats are females so i feel like they're on the same cycle as me or something oh wow i didn't even think of it like that you know, I saw this tweet. I saw this tweet where it was like, you know, when you're ovulating and they're like, you're super horny, your boobs feel bigger, your butt feels bigger. You're like, you you're feeling yourself a little more, <laughs> and it's like you're. They were like, your body is your own op during that time because <laughs> <laughs> you apparently we release a even a different scent that attracts uh... men. Oh wow! So that's they said, hilarious. <laughs> they said actually, your own body is your own op. Surprise! <laughs> it's Surprise! me. It's me. <laughs> it came from within. Yeah, I mean, evolution. Am I right? <laughs> you are right on that one. I'll give you that. So I just thought that was hilarious because I was like, wait a minute. Not us all going through the same thing. I know. There's so many (laughs) menstrual cycle jokes that crack me up on Twitter, but it's like TMI, so I won't go into everything (laughs) because y'all don't want to hear that. But 
damn coco please leave my water alone you're usually the good one did she drink out of it nah but she like is moving the table like shaking it up you know? oh so that it might knock over exactly <laughs> she said that's what i'm worried about <laughs> coco you're about to have to get out uh oh i would hate that for her Hmm. <laughs> it's she the seems okay. She seems okay, but we'll see. Maybe since you called her out, she'll chill out. That's all right. I'm gonna have to give her those mom eyes. <gasps> Not the mom eyes. Yeah, you better run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so weak. <laughs> That's hilarious, actually. But yeah, oh my gosh, by the time this episode airs, we'll like back from cheap podcast our first ever speaking experience as a show what heck yeah i'm so excited i'm i'm like i just can't believe it it's been a long time since we've been with our our group our clan at the show podcast right it is low-key because it is low-key like that because it is entirely women like all women podcasters from all around the u.s from everywhere i am so freaking excited because this is also my first real trip in covid so we'll see how hell yeah this is gonna be one for the books it will be putting it out there she said i'm putting it right here so when we come back i'll have proven a point Yeah, y'all. If you're listening in Arizona, hit us up. We'll do a meetup or something. I just, girl, we not gonna be there no more by the time this airs. Oh, hate to see it. <laughs> but if you met us at at this point, if you met us at She Podcast, hello, She Podcasters. We had so Aww. much fun. I'm just putting it out there that like all of this has already happened. No, nah, it it's already happened. Right, we've already done it. We ate, we slam dunked our session, and we had a great time. I'm trying to think of something else to say. <laughs> she said, "I want to add input." Uh, I just don't have anything else to say, but period. <laughs> love, love, love. Okay, let's get into it. All right. Um, also, guys, if I sound a little stuffy, it's because I was down bad on monday and i had um, a fever and got a little under the weather um but we're we're on the come up so <laughs> just bear with me if yes. i sound all sniffly and before you worry yes yeah, she's been tested and she was negative thank you for worrying <laughs> she's a fine well i shouldn't say fine but we're getting there we're on the way All right, chapter 21, Burning Out. All right, so the quote for this chapter is, there is no glory in a grind that literally grinds you down to dust. Eve Ewing. And that didn't hit me the first time, but now that I read the chapter, I'm like, oh, ha, ha, ha. It was someone she talked to literally in the chapter that said this. Wait, I didn't even put that together until you just said that. That's awesome. I didn't even realize. There's glory. There's no glory in a grind that literally grinds you down to dust, period. 
Yeah, because it's basically like doing all this work and not being able to enjoy said work. Yeah, I mean, it's a little selfless that you would do that for everyone else, but you can't forget about yourself. Right, right, because burnout is real. I remember when we were talking about our burnout, and I'm glad we took the time, set it for what it was, did what we needed to do, Mm. and we're here. That's so true. It's a marathon, not a sprint, and that's Mm -hmm. something that we'll learn in this chapter. Yeah, speaking of this chapter, getting into it... Um, Elaine is now like real deal editor in chief of Teen Vogue. Oh, yeah. Right. Because remember, she was like kind of in like now she's for real. She got the promotion, the real, real promotion. Right. The real, real raise. (laughs) Period. And she feels like she's spinning a lot of plates, which, you know, I can't imagine that type of pressure. Right, being editor-in-chief. Like, it's one thing, like, being on the staff where you're kind of like a worker bee than being in charge, and if something goes wrong, it's your fault. Yeah, that's scary. I would be I would be nervous all the time, and it seems like she is a little stressed. Yeah, I mean, as she should be, but the real problem is she's not taking care of herself. Yeah, uh, she finds out when she goes to the doctor, mm-hmm. and uh, this part this part made me Loki think about you because she was saying how she had lost nine pounds and like that's bad because she's already like super skinny and that reminded me of you how you're like trying to gain weight yes. and not lose weight at all costs. Literally, I feel Elaine in this chapter. She's she's like standing on the scale in her doctor's office and she's being chastised for dropping nine pounds and when you're like thin to the point where I guess it's unhealthy like losing another nine pounds like even though it doesn't sound like a lot that can be the difference between like ovulating every month and not ovulating every month and Mm -hmm. That type of stuff can mess with your the ability to get pregnant in the future and all these things that as women like I don't know if it's really taught in school but we're supposed to have like more fat on us in order to be healthy just to be a normal woman um and to keep everything in our body like functioning correctly mm-hmm So she says that her mother frequently pointed out that she had become scary skinny, which she says is never intended as a compliment in the black community, which I was like, I don't know if that would be a compliment in any community. Right. Um, But I definitely know what she means when she says scary skinny and it's like literally just bones, like not any type of like muscle not any type of fat on your bone and it's just like it doesn't look good to you or the other people you know what I mean yeah she even made the reference to she was the type of skinny that models would compliment not like everyday people 
Yeah, so that's like a different level. And I just, it reminded me of in college when I, like you said, lost weight and I was 89 pounds as a 21 year old woman. And it was like, I had to have a whole intervention. Like I was starting to count calories at that point because I had to like teach myself how to eat and like how to um I guess like nourish myself adequately because what I was putting in my body just was not enough to satisfy me like running around all day and like working and going to school and you know like going out and also like trying to get work done and there's always like stuff to do and I feel like Elaine always has stuff to do as well and it's easy when there's always something going on to just forget or not prioritize the things that matter like eating (laughs) because you can't keep going if you don't have like anything in your body like fueling you right no you're so right and another thing is I know when like I'm in high anxiety mode high stress mode eating is the last thing I think about like you really have to be like I'm going to take a break in the next 10 minutes and I'm going to eat X, Y, Z. Not even just say you're going to eat, but like have an actionable plan. Like this is specifically what I'm going to eat. And Mm -hmm. even like sleep is super important because I know sometimes I've got so much stuff going on that I'm like, there's not enough hours in the day. I'm just going to stay up. I operate better at night anyway (sighs) to get this stuff done. And then I end up staying up really late and then I have to wake up early And then I end up taking a nap in the day, which is not going to help with sleeping. And it's just this cycle that Mm. unless you can put the brakes on it and recognize it in time, Mm -hmm. it can be very dangerous. That's so real. And it's just, it just becomes kind of too hard for her to ignore at a certain point. And I guess that is why she went to the doctor. Mm -hmm. Well, she went to the doctor because she couldn't stop peeing. Right, right. It really wasn't for a weight thing. It was because of that that she went. And then that's when her doctor was like, this is a symptom of anxiety. And she starts asking her, like, how is everything at work? Like, are you okay? And Elaine literally just, she kind of breaks down in her doctor's office and cries and and just realizes that she's literally burning herself out as we speak and it's been happening for you know she said it's been a pattern in her life Mm -hmm. so it's not something new and I think that usually like these are the types of things that if everything's going great and everything's fine like it can easily like never be a problem but sometimes when things are like you're in a season of your life where things are extreme If you're not, like, very consistent, especially if you're somebody who easily forgets, like, to do a certain thing for yourself Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to, like, self-care, which I feel like everybody has their trigger things and stuff like that. And you just have to be like, oh, I know myself. So no one else can look out for me. Like, I have to, like, be on top of this. Um, But. Which uh, also doesn't mean that a support system won't help too because Mm -hmm. I know there's been plenty of times where my friends can see it before I even see it or like 
hey, are you really okay? Like, I can remember one time vividly that one of my friends was like, when was the last time you went to therapy? And I, and I know she meant it in the most, like, I care about you way, but was also like, hey, I think we need to check in. Yeah, and that's so important. Having friends, people in your life that know who you are and just, yeah, like, sometimes it is so easy to be lost in your own like whirlwind of things and you're right the people that love you they're seeing things very clearly and they're not um i guess inside of your body so they can just like be rational and be like uh like you're not normally like this and it's so easy if you're like been in this pattern for a little bit to like just be like oh this is normal right exactly and um I think also it comes down to just struggling with mental health in general or any type of, which I feel like disorders fall under like a mental health issue because it all comes back to your mind. Because if your mind's not in a good place, it can branch off into all of these different things like anxiety and depression and eating disorder, like anorexia. Mm -hmm. Um, So checking in with your mental, I think is step one. Like, well, noticing the patterns is step one. And then I feel like they kind of coincide. You're kind of checking in with yourself and then being like, okay, am I really okay? Because I I can remember a time where I was really stressed and there was a lot going on. And I could feel myself getting to that point of high anxiety and doing kind of those bad habits. But I I was like, no, you've come so far in this journey. Like, I don't want to be going through this again, like trying to like Mm. talk myself out of what I knew was happening Mm. and trying to tell myself that it wasn't, but it was Mm -hmm. Um, until I just realized one day when I was just like super happy that I was like, oh crap, look of kind of like look of what you've done, like take an assessment of what's been going on and really talking to my therapist about it. That's, This is one of the many reasons why we talk about therapy a lot on this show, because even your therapist, like my therapist could call it out as soon as we started talking. She was like, what's been going on? And I was like, ah, crap. (laughs) It's scary how much she knows me. Hmm. Yeah. And Elaine said she had built like a rapport with her doctor. Mm -hmm. So it is nice that, and she had a black doctor who we love to see. Love to see. My therapist is black. And a My woman. therapist is black and a woman as well, and it's it's the best thing ever. It hit different. But yeah, she could tell something was wrong, and she was being very serious with Elaine, and Elaine was like trying to laugh it off, like, ha, 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 very funny. Like, yeah, I'm stressed. I live in New York. Every woman's stressed and all these things. And then her doctor was like, um are you doing like drugs or something? She was like, do you have a history of any eating disorders? Are you taking illicit drugs? And Elaine's like, this is getting on my nerves. Like, I, do I look that bad is what she was thinking. And sometimes mm-hmm. it you have to have a literal slap in your face to wake you up. And I think that's kind of what happened. Yeah, and you might be kind of reluctant at first, like Elaine was, or kind of combated in your responses, but 
in the end, I mean, Elaine realized like, oh crap, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Let me let me reassess and really listen because she's only trying to do what's best for me uh, in my health. So let me take this seriously. Yeah. So, so, you know, I'm happy that I guess she had that moment and it's a moment that I'm all too familiar with and it's something that, you know, I think I have to stay on top of because I know that I'm prone to these things and like being stressed does make me like not want to eat like it's just the way that my body works like I'll get queasy all these things will happen and it'll be like I just don't want to do it I don't want to eat I don't want to face that but after like finishing a meal like literally even if it's even if I have to like take a step back from whatever I'm doing literally be like it it can wait it can wait whatever it is it's not that important like they can wait another 30 minutes for me to get this done like nobody cares that much they care more about you obviously you come first your hunger comes first your health comes first so just like whatever it is eating that and then like just that like digestion process like after that like just you feel so much better like you actually have energy and you can continue going about your day but that and like breathing for me is really good um meditating and I think that's so funny because Elaine literally goes to a meditation later on and kind of changes her perspective mm-hmm. which <laughs> i've tried meditating so many times and i it just does not work for me but i haven't completely given up yet okay um, because i think it would be nice to eventually truly be able to meditate i'm just not there yet yeah but also it looks different for everybody what you do for your self-care and I know like self-care gets thrown in our face like all the time like make sure you're practicing self-care make sure you're doing self-care but I think rarely sometimes we talk about what that looks like Mm. and there are many faces of self-care self-care could be reading a book Elaine talks about that uh it could be listening to music going on a drive picking up your favorite food for dinner watching a show like or scrolling on TikTok. Sometimes that is my self-care because it's just it's like a mindless thing that I don't have to think about that I get a little joy out of. Yeah, I agree. You know, as shallow as it may seem, like watching fashion shows like makes me happy. So I'll carve out time in my day to watch like two or three fashion shows. And that literally is me loving myself for that day. Right, because you loving yourself, I think, involves doing what you love. Mm-hmm. Period. So I, I think that's at the heart of it. And something Elaine, a story Elaine tells us is when Obama was elected, and because she's talking about how all of these precious moments that she's missed out of because of that anxiety and those high stress situations, um, she kind of brings us back to 2008. When, you know, Obama was just announced president, everybody's celebrating. And she was, this was when she was at Ebony and she's still like working. She gets home and like has all this work surrounding her and just like breaks down. 
And thankfully, she had her roommate Offie there. Shout out to Offie. Mm-hmm. Um, that night, who really just listened to her and, you know, made her realize that. Um, sorry, I lost my place. Oh, made her realize that she had lost herself in Mm. all that she was doing and a quote that she said that i really liked or a part of the book i lost her in the day-to-day grind herself in the process of becoming the woman i always wanted to be i forgot that it involved becoming a whole person not just a success story i had been trying to write my whole life wow that's so powerful (laughs) especially because she's a writer (laughs) Right, right. I was like, oh, wow, you are literally writing it. (laughs) Literally. And I think because it's kind of like we talked a few episodes ago when I was like, you know, went to college, got my degree. I'm in grad school. I bought a house, like all these box, like, you know, success boxes that you're supposed to check off supposedly in life. But Mm -hmm. where's the life? Mm. Ooh, ooh, that's you already know what I'm about to say. Where's the life? (laughs) Where's the life? Oh, yeah, that's that is so deep and so important because it really means nothing. Like if you die tomorrow, I mean, that's super morbid. So (laughs) I'm sorry that I had to go that far. But but it's true because you could you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't know. Like nothing's promised. And at the end of the day, like. Do you feel loved? Do you feel supported? Do you feel like you're pouring into people? Like that's the stuff that really breathes life, I think, into a human being versus get like the grind of everything. Like, and I know we live in this like society where it's like work, 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 like just drink more coffee and keep going and, you know, just like you can sleep when you're dead type energy. And it's like, for what so right. that i can make it the people at the top richard they don't care about me i need to care about myself enough to like invest in my own life mm-hmm. exactly because you're at the end of the day you are priority number one mm-hmm. you always come first that's something you can like never ever 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 forget put it on a post-it Put it on your mirror. Look at it every morning when you're getting dressed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just reminder. Like, friendly reminder. Yeah, whatever that it, whatever that looks like to you. Um, do it. Yep, that part. Um, but um, do you remember where you were the night Obama got elected? I was at uh, my aunt's house and because we were watching as all the results were coming in Mm -hmm. and she was like going berserk. It was great. Um, (laughs) And I don't like it's kind of fuzzy like I but I remember just that feeling of like, holy crap, we're really about to have a black president like this is real. This isn't a movie. This isn't a show like this is real. Uh, but I definitely don't think it really sunk in until I got older and could really appreciate it. Yeah, I wish I could really remember when he got elected, but I can't tell you what happened. I mean, I must have been at home with my parents and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Again, the time before we cared about politics. Yeah, but who knows? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know. How old were we in middle school or something? Had to be. I think so. I think so. I think we were. Oh, that was. Right. (laughs) It was a different time. We've talked about it on this show. Go listen to some episode i don't know we've talked about it <laughs> it's pro- that sounds like a season one conversation we had uh-huh shout yeah. out to season one yeah i remember because it was like middle school bullies yes that and was then definitely... she like made friends with her middle school bully as an adult mm-hmm. and it was a whole thing it was a whole thing shout Good out to times. kayleen shout out oh. to kayleen love her she has a new book out too i know i still need to read it I was like, should I read it if I'm not in my 30s? Yeah, I probably won't. You're right. <laughs> but I was like, good to know for when I do hit 30. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're Still So Young by Kayleen Schaefer. You should definitely check it out. If you're in your 30s. Right. Or right. Or, no, it's But You're Still So Young. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Elaine talks about... Um, recognizing when she was burning out we've kind of really dug into that already but she says early (laughs) on in my new york life i was asked in an interview what my career mantra was and i answered with a tongue-in-cheek paraphrase of a quote from crocodile dundee star paul hogan that i had found on google bite off more than you can chew and it chew and chew it as fast as you can I thought that was so fitting for her career life thus far. (laughs) Right, right. An exact representation. Literally, because I feel like she's always drowning in work. Like, she is a workaholic. Mm -hmm. Um, She takes that word to a new level. And I mean, it's worked out. Like, she has gotten very, very far in her career at a very young age. She is making her Facebook friends jealous. Right. With all the celebrities she's <laughs> met, you know, all of this stuff. Right. But then she says, I wish I could go back now and revise that Crocodile Dundee career motto um, to now say, bite off only what you can chew. Take one bite at a time. Chew thoroughly. Swallow fully. Breathe. Make room for the next bite. Find time to laugh. It's better for digestion. Hmm. I love it. I love that energy. I do Breathe. 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 So simple, but we forget often to just. There's a song. I I don't know who sings it, but it's like just breathe. And she said that like 50 million times. It's yeah, like, I know which one you're talking about. You know which one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> think about it, y'all. Think about it. But that, okay, so the last thing I, I have for this chapter, I don't know, Sam, if you might have more. Um, I feel like we talked about a lot. Yeah, no, <laughs> I feel like I said everything I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'll end it with this from the book. She says, growing a sustainable career that withstands the test of time requires consistent energy that builds momentum over time, which, again, is something that we've been hammering in on this episode. But it's so true because I can't remember when we first started this podcast and we were like, we have all these 50 million Levin goals and we (laughs) want to do it all right now. And we quickly realized how that was not sustainable 
even having two people working on this show we you really just have to take whatever you're doing especially if you care about it one step at a time and really fine-tune your craft because that's always going to produce a better outcome a hundred percent and I think that takes time and I think that it looks different based on where you are in your life Mm -hmm. like at this time we are spread really thin so it's something that you know maybe too much for us to do like a monthly newsletter right now so we change it to quarterly but eventually maybe one day we won't be spread as thin you know maybe she will read will be our full 100% focus right and then at that point you know we can add new things to our I guess like routine of weekly stuff that we be doing and like our plate basically our plate exactly and like moving just like taking things as they come right because like elaine and you have said like that's the way to build a sustainable career right right wow love to see it i love that she stuck that nugget of a chapter in because it, it is it was very much a gentle reminder Mm-hmm. Even someone like as successful as her has had to deal with that. I love to see it. It made me be like, oh, I need to get back on my stuff because I've been right. Sick. I've been kind of slacking. I can't lie. I'm like, right. let me go work out or something. Right. I said, let me go look at my goals again and make sure that <laughs> we're on the right path here and not just on autopilot right now. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it's so easy. But just everybody this week, just do a little check-in with yourself. Yeah, do a check-in with your friends. Make sure everybody's in your squad is good. Make sure you're good. Fam's good. Just make sure you're good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like nothing's more important. Right. And until you do that, next week, next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 22, End of an Era. So I have a theory that we're about to see her leave Teen Vogue. That's just my theory. I don't know. I have not read the chapter yet. Ooh, good theory, Alana. So I guess we'll see if I'm right on the next episode of She Well Read. I'm Alana. I'm Samra. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at SheWellRead to stay in the loop. Also, be sure to send us listener letters, fan mail, or PR to our new P.O. Box, 1725 Gardendale, Alabama, 35071. And remember, if you have anything to add, comment, suggest, feedback, send it all to SheWellReadQA at gmail.com or post about it in our Facebook group. And for any business inquiries or collabs, send us an email to shewellread at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, download, and leave a review for today's episode. We love you and stay well read. Bye!